Manitobaville, the podcast, is brought to you by Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. So we went to see Van Horn. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit rusty. <laughs> he was a little bit rusty. His name was Rusty. And um, he was a Van Horn impersonator. He's been doing it for years. Yeah, apparently he was in a movie too. That's so cool, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a really neat guy. Yeah, he was fun. And a real trooper. Like, um, he wasn't a spring chicken. <laughs> and we probably kept him... On his feet a little too long. Yeah. And it was pretty good, a little warm in the, the old rail car. And he was decked out in a, in a wonderful yes. uh, suit. He had a big hat and this big suit. and But he was having a lot of fun. He mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Yeah. They have a neat museum there too. It's also set up like a little town, right? Well, it's the original Fort Lorraine. Oh. From 1739, I believe. From what's his name, uh, Lorraine? The he was the first military explorer to come across the inland. They were always looking for the Pacific, mm. and they kept thinking they saw it when they'd hit the like Lake Winnipeg or Lake Manitoba because you couldn't. They're like, oh, here it is. Here's the Pacific, mm-hmm. and then of course they'd be able to walk around it and then discover it wasn't. He had a long name. He was French. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember it. Look it up, people. Look it up. Look it up. Lorraine, Fort Lorraine. So the original fort is still there, aspects of it. Yeah. I think the corners and the and the stockades. Um, but yeah, they've moved in a whole bunch of buildings. They're they're like a, a life building lifesaver magnet for mm-hmm. the area. Yeah, and the rail cars too. They have two rail cars, and they're both quite dated, and they've done a lot to to help preserve them. And they're they're hoping to do more yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rail car that we toured, uh, which Van Horn used in the 1880s, I think, um, apparently it was being used as a hunting cabin for like 20 years or something before before they found it. And they were surprised at what great shape it was still in. Yeah, they put a, a like a pole shed over it oh, <clears throat> yeah. to protect the roof, which was... And probably because somebody knew you should do that. So luckily it was still in place when they found it. So, because apparently if the roof goes on, a lot of these cars are just left to sit, the roof will deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And then everything, water and moisture gets in and, and wrecks everything, mm-hmm. which is really too bad. Yeah. But but it always makes the ones left over worth more. Yes. More valuable. Yes, because there's so few of them probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a really neat car. Apparently, it was a luxury car for its day. There's m- like multiple rooms, a little kitchen. Um, it would have smelled like cigar smoke. It would have smelled yes, because Van Horn liked to smoke cigars. Yeah. And there's little um, boxes on the wall for the matches. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could just be walking down from one business meeting to another. Whatever, <laughs> relight that old stogie. Get it going again. And then there was a second car that was used for his hired help right like so that's where they stayed and they had their own kitchen but he liked to cook so sometimes he'd cook for himself and his guests and other times he wouldn't Mm -hmm. yeah 
He, yeah, he, um, well, we talk about in the episode, but. Yeah, he, go watch the episode, folks. And then yeah, come go back. watch it. Well, it's, it's not on yet. We're promoing it. So <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there. You'll see it. You'll see it. It'll be up on on Bell TV, Bell MTS. Was it 5 TV one? The on-demand service, right? Yeah. That's where we're going? Yeah. And it'll, it'll be on YouTube as well. Yeah, following its run, we'll have it available on YouTube and whoever else will pay to see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a road show. Yeah. We can do one of those old road shows where we take an old white sheet. Yeah. And we can find a quiet place and then suspend it between two trees and then have a projector. <laughs> and then play the episodes. and We should do that just for fun. I wonder if you could anymore. Probably it's so organized that somebody would be there saying we owe them a cut. Yeah. Probably the municipality or some, somebody. Or... Yeah, it might not work uh, out. I wonder. Would people leave the internet to come out to, to watch? I don't know. I'll bet you rural people would. Yeah. I'll bet you they would. They'd have a great time doing that. Well, people like to take a break from social media and whatnot nowadays. Little break. But Look up. Here and there. Look up, see where you are. <laughs> Look back down. Get right back into it. <laughs> That's my break. <laughs> well, apparently there's these like um camps you can go to and there's and it's supposed to help you like take a break from all internet stuff and social media stuff. Really? And just like be engrossed in nature. Does it cost you money? Probably. <laughs> you should probably just do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, just throw your phone away. <laughs> That's the other really neat thing about this show. We, we, we spent a lot of time in nature in between, um, in between the different museums because there's a, there's a lot going on in Manitoba. There's a lot of beautiful trails. Um, yeah, we, we found a lot of neat rivers. It was really great. It was peaceful too. And we, and we, we had great luck with the weather. And we saw the towns in their natural state because we we're not entering uh, festival season yet. True. Where all the fairs and the festivals happen. True. And they really change when that when that takes off. Oh, didn't the steam engine? They do. They use their. What do they use to make the corn at the corn and apple festival? They use their steam. Oh. I think to steam up the corn. I want to say yes. It's something to do. They use that engine. Yeah. To, to do that. Yeah, and then they cook the corn. Actually, it, it was, um, yeah, Bill and his daughter Annika, they say that they cook the corn and hand it out at the festival. I don't think you could stick your head in the tank and bob for apples. <laughs> no. So it must have something to do with the corn. <laughs> oh, that would be tragic. I think they use the steam release from to, to heat up. Yeah. Because, oh, it comes out hot, eh? It does. The steam release? Whoa, yes. That was intense. Yeah. When it when whenever the whistle blew or the steam was released and shooting it, the camera was after a couple of seconds the camera would start to buff it yeah. from the pressure that it was ex- like even bouncing off the ground, like the the steam would hit the ground and still have enough to to buffet the camera. Yeah, it was so loud. It it would like pierce your eardrums, but it was really cool. And there was two of them, right? There was. I don't, I'm not sure what the first one was, but the second one was from a train. Oh, the whistle. Yeah, it was the CN train whistle. Yeah. But it had the same, yeah, and it was still in the same kind of chamber. Yeah. As the steam ones. And when you were filming on the back of the tractor, um, s- some of the steam would hit your camera in like water yeah. droplets, right? Yeah, yeah. The wind was just carrying it that way. It was 
Uh, yeah, so it turned from steam into water vapor. Yeah. Or into droplets just at that point. That was wild. That was a neat experience. Yeah. So yeah, so we we maybe we'll go back to some of these places during festival season someday. Yeah. And uh, see the town when they come out and all the regalia and all the action. Does Portage have any festivals? They used to have the Strawberry Festival. Oh, I think I heard of so that. And it was so fun and, and colorful and yeah. and nice. Now they have the Potato Festival. <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like potatoes? I, I love potatoes. <laughs> I love a good potato. I love a good spud. <laughs> I named them. I named them all Bud. Bud the spud. We went for lunch there too, right? We just had a hard time finding a place. Yeah, yeah. So we went on a Monday. I was going to say we tried, (laughs) but apparently in all of Portage, and I'm not putting, you know, it's a funny thing. And 13,000 people live there and none of them eat at two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Not a single person. So only a few places are open to service the handful of people whose hunger drives them indoors to a food place. Because most of them are open in the morning and then the evening, right? Yeah, it's sort of a split shift to catch the uh, the breakfast and the lunch crowd. Yeah. And then the su- the dinner, supper crowd. But we went to Chicken Chef and we had poutine. Oh, I had a poutine. You had a poutine? <laughs> no, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> that was the official diet of the show, if anybody's curious. We would just dehydrate, starve, and then if we couldn't find a place to serve those two items then we'd move on <laughs> in disgust pure disgust <laughs> hey where can people see antiquarian objects the legend of manitoba well you can see it on bell mts tv it's their on-demand channel 5 tv1 you just gotta do a little digging in the menu and you'll come up with it or if you have the app if you're a bell subscriber very simple to get to the show just use the search and bingo you're there and you're everywhere you're everywhere we were. <laughs> ah, okay, awesome. But most places had a poutine. Not not everywhere, but almost all of them. Which ones didn't? The farmhouse fifty. What? They didn't have poutine. They didn't. I had a veggie wrap. There's oh no. Pu- there's no fries. There's no poutine. Was the whole menu healthy? Probably. Yeah, I was on the healthier they had, side. They had pea stalks. Yeah, they did. That yeah. was their garnish. Oh, and then um, that really cool restaurant in Brandon, Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake, yes. Yeah, no poutine there, but I had a really nice like um, arugula strawberry salad. And they had nice uh, biscuits, homemade biscuits. Yeah. So we can compromise. Yeah, we can, yeah. We can make that compromise. <laughs> yeah, that when was a, needed. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice place. They're doing some construction there, so looks like it's going to be going on for a while but um yeah so plan your route into lady of the lake because it's worth it yeah it's big and they have um this really neat truck outside that they've decorated with pieces of glass and inside they have like a gift shop and it's pretty big i remember you you looking longingly into that area as we walked by <laughs> yeah. I, I was so distracted i, I was show like Ooh. The, show you my watch no no our <laughs> schedule <gotta> go. <laughs> <laughs> but sometime go back yes and do a little shopping next time we could spend lots of time there yeah and they have a patio too i think they're just opening it up that's right they're carrying we're watching through the window they're carrying benches or tables yeah there was different people as they that always pass i thought it was part of their entertainment <laughs> just something to look at out the window because there wasn't you know it's just some shrubs and 
and little rocks and stuff. But yeah. The people going by, I thought that was part of their mosaic. <laughs> part of the ambiance. Oh, the ambiance. Yes. Yes, the ambiance. Yeah, it was wonderful. So, yeah, so Portage, it's... A, it's a, Portage is pretty close to Winnipeg, yeah. It's about an yeah. hour. Yeah, it's about equidistant between Brandon and Winnipeg. Probably up from Morden area or down from Dauphin. It's a cute little town. Yeah. They have a great museum. It's definitely worth the trip. And it's the place where the two rail lines in the prairies come closest. Yeah. CPR and the CNR. So it was on the Soviet the nuke list for quite a while. Really? Yeah, because it would destroy the train communication across Canada. Whoa. That was the, yeah, that would have been a good place. See, I think the USSR, I think they they didn't, they were pretty behind in development. Like they, they put on a good talk, but in mm. reality, that's why the wall came down and all that. Yeah. So I think, I think they thought they would destroy the rail line in Canada and that would stop Canada because maybe they hadn't heard of airplanes by then. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but all their stuff was going by airplane. So uh, that'd be a little tougher. <laughs> yes. to, to shut that down <laughs> <laughs> yeah not so simple and it probably when the wall came down and they got to see and they went oh <laughs> your plan might not have worked need a new plan let's update that anyway so that's part of being part of the developed first world mm -hmm. is uh, trains become more of a luxury mm -hmm. yeah you used to um, you used to go on trip by train right yeah when i was little yeah we travel back and forth between my father and my mother and yeah one that's via rail and that was like a three-day trip i can't remember it was it was a good as i i wouldn't even be able to tell you right now how far that was okay probably a day oh you know, a day. A, like 24 hour period or something or two days and wh what was that like i've never i've never well i was little so it was fun because yeah. you just run up and down the aisles and yeah and going between the cars was always really neat because they had those you couldn't you couldn't see out because they had a protected with the uh the the what do you call those things that they kind of fold but oh. they're heavy super heavy material i know what you mean like a baffle kind of thing or a, they kind of have those on the bus where if they have the huge bus that connects yeah to, yeah yeah the uh, connect like the key yeah so but it would be a whole different sound quality and pressure so you'd go out there and then it the whole world would change oh. and you'd hear the the wheels real clear yeah and everything clacking and banging and stuff and then you'd go in the next door and it would suddenly you're in a cocoon again and and i love the rocking of the train mm. so you have to get used to the walking on it you're sort of going sort of going back and forth slightly mm -hmm. so it's hard to uh, get a good cadence going yeah. it's like being on a boat or something a little different than being on a boat but same kind of you got to get your train legs yeah, there's a rhythm to it. Yeah. You haven't been on a train, you said. No, I haven't. I would like to go, um, I would like to go to BC on a train and go through the mountains. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah. It would probably be like, I don't know, a couple of days. Probably. Depending on if they stop. Probably two days, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess they feed you, like. Well, they, they have food on it. Yeah, and you can stay You have, have to beds. take bundles of cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have a wheelbarrow of cash back to the food. <laughs> That's what I remember too about the train was when I took the train later, it was, yeah, sandwiches were quite expensive. Probably about three times what you pay. Oh, it's like an airplane. They're like, we got yeah. you now. Yeah. You're hungry? Yeah, we're $10 go. for a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So, but you can have a berth and you can have a place to sleep and you could probably a take birth. your own food. A berth. Yeah. <laughs> There's a birthing room. There's a birthing room. There's a place to sleep after you give birth. <laughs> so I, that probably makes you really excited. Would you give birth on it? <laughs> I don't think so. Would you? Well, if I had to, it may, might not be my first choice. No? Maybe a bus? I mean, those birthing centers sound neat, but then if it's an emergency, they got to rush you to the hospital. On a greyhound. They rush on a greyhound? No, no. That's the last place I give birth, <laughs> on a greyhound. <laughs> or an airplane. <laughs> yeah, people have given birth on, on airplanes. Like, people who don't know that they're pregnant. I'm not sure how that happens. Yeah. And then, or the, where's their baby born? Well, the thing, here I know this for a fact. This is how the baby can have dual citizenship. Okay. I heard of one, I can't remember who it was, but their parents were on a base in Germany, mm -hmm. an Air Force base in Germany, and then they were flying back to the United States to have the baby. But the baby came early while they were on the airplane. Oh, yeah. So technically, because the last place they were was Germany on the ground, the baby automatically was German citizenship. Really? But because the parents were from the U.S., it also had automatically the U.S. citizenship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That will open up lots of opportunities. Yeah, so if you want to have an anchor baby, you just pick your country. Yeah. And then fly back from there, have the baby on the plane. Yeah. No problem. This is all easy to do, right? Yeah, like a long flight. So yeah, that long flight. Somewhere in Europe or, or like Japan or something. Yeah, and when you go to buy the sandwich for $80, you'll have a <laughs> sort of a conniption. And yeah. that'll trigger the birth. And then yes. your baby will have dual citizenship. Oh, you got all Thanks for the out. high prices of food. <laughs> what would you call the baby? Like the ham and rye? Ham and rye. <laughs> Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. <laughs> Pickle. I, why'd you call me Pickle, Mom? Because that's all I could afford. You should have seen the prices of the sandwiches on that plane. That's why I had you. I couldn't believe it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pickle. So, yeah, Portage is awesome. As usual, it's a it's a good old time railway town, um, and yeah, fun place. Fun place. <laughs> would you go back? I would go back. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a cute little town. They have lots of old buildings. We need to explore. Yeah. Yeah, get some breakfast and dinner. There's pack, one pack place. Lunch. There's one place I wanted to go, but they were of course taking a break in the afternoon. What place it is was, that? Uh, Dick's Cafe. Okay. Yeah, amazing Taiwanese Ooh. food. Yeah. I would go there. Yeah, that that's, sounds good. That was my first choice when we went there, and I was, it's kind of sad that they were closed. I should have checked, of course. Everybody can check the internet nowadays, but I forget. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And um, and when you're making a show, you never know when you're going to be done. Yeah, that's true. So it's hard to make a plan. Yeah, because it's amazing. Just like three or four pages. It can take a few hours for sure, mm -hmm. depending on. Yeah, you get there, you see what the place is, how you're going to approach it. And yeah, and then retakes or, you know, technical things that mess up a good take, mm -hmm. you know, until we get it right. And we're all about perfection, I think, on this show. Yes. Yeah, it's a great little place. Mm -hmm. Okay, wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in today to hear all about the Van Horn rail car. Be sure to tune in next time 
And also be sure to catch our show, Antiquarian Objects, The Legend of Manitoba, on Bell MTS 5TV1. Manitobaville, the podcast, is a production of Rodeo Road Studios Limited. Copyright 2023.